here with the lovely Reagan Goins. And did I say that right? You did. Goins. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can only imagine what things have people have said. Oh before. yeah. Right. I'm I'm pretty sure my mother doesn't even know how to say our last name, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, and Reagan is going to be talking about what she wishes, if she could go back, what she would do differently, um, all of that kind of stuff. But for people that don't know you, could you give a little blurb about yourself? Where did you go to school? What was your degree program? All this, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Yeah, um, I grew up in Marysville um, and was part of Swingers Unlimited and did an encore show and summer theater workshop and all of those things that existed. Um, and then I decided to go and be an acting major at Texas State University. Thank God they chose me and allowed me in. Um, so I did that for, that's uh, around in Austin, Texas area, San Marcos, and um, beautiful, beautiful education there. Um, after that, uh, oh my gosh, I mean, I've done world premiere, stage plays, a couple films. Um, she did my first film while I was still in college, which is pretty crazy, and I'm not sure I recommend, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's fun. Uh, and then, yeah, I spent 10 years in the system, mostly in the Southwest, just working and doing all the stuff, and um, yeah, I've moved back home, and the lovely Chelsea allowed me to teach at her beautiful school. Come here, come here. No, no, it's great. And so we we direct stuff around here and do do the, the, the teachings and the things. Yes, yeah, yes. And tell us, what was your experience like in college? I think it has to start with before college because. Acting wasn't a thing in Marysville. Um, it's it's still working on being a thing, right? I mean, that's something that we're bringing to the community. But show choir was a thing, and the play there weren't there weren't even straight plays. The first straight play ever in Marysville, I think, was my senior year, and I wasn't a part of it because I was auditioning. Um, and so it was all musicals, and it was very much about the singing and very much about the dancing. You had dance schools, and you had voice lessons, and you had show choir. And that was it. Um, so I was originally going to be a musical theater major, thinking, yeah, let's go do that, because that's all that existed. I didn't know that a straight acting path existed. So bless my beautiful mother, obviously saw that there was a lot of competition, and it's not easy um, going into this business, especially as a girl. And um, so she got me some specific college audition coaches that tailored my whole experience and that was really awesome through that and uh, i did a you know summer theater uh, thing at interlochen and something through i think it was otterbeiner heidelberg or something like all of these different things what i started to realize was i know nothing My really, my really confident little drama queen of a 18 year old knew absolutely nothing about what she was doing. Um, and I remember going into my college audition coaching. We had, uh, the- we had song coaches uh, who were fantastic and I had an acting coach as well. And with my song coach, it was really, humbling and a good thing that they were heavily unimpressed heavily unimpressed with me and i was like 
what is this? <laughs> I don't understand. I get the solos in show choir. I have all the leads in the plays. I go and work at Columbus Children's Theater. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and then I walked into the acting rooms and my beautiful, beautiful acting coach, Adria, uh, she's a... She has a, her master's in Yale. She understudied Meryl Streep's daughter on Broadway. Like she's oh, just an amazing actress and also an amazing human being. I was so scared to be in a room with her doing that stuff, doing specifically the acting stuff because I had no idea, no idea what I was doing. Um, and I was suddenly aware mm -hmm. that I had no idea mm -hmm. what I was doing, which I think is the super scary part. So she... Gosh, she's a miracle worker. She helped me immensely. And uh, then I went to Unifieds. I don't know if they have Unified kind of auditions for straight music paths and stuff like that. Mm. But it's basically a huge cattle call mm. in either New York or Chicago. I went to the Chicago one where all the schools come and they, you have, you sign up and you have less than two minutes and here you go and maybe you'll get a call back and maybe you won't and you're just running around like crazy. And I went into, I was going to my Boko dance audition, um, Boston Conservatory dance audition. I stepped in this elevator and there was this older gentleman in the elevator and my mom's with me, of course. Um, and he just said, hi, how are you? Are you okay? Like, how's it going? Because it's insane to go and audition for all of, I mean, hundreds, mm -hmm. hundreds of schools. I applied to, I think, 30, 35 schools. Right? It's crazy. Yeah. But that's what you have to do when you're trying to be a freaking musical theater major. <laughs> and a girl. And um, so he was just so kind and just, just asking me what's going on and all that stuff. And I'm like, I gotta go to a dance audition, dude. Like, sorry, gotta go. Um, my mother creepily followed him to his room. He had a camera in his hand, which meant that he was some sort of adjudicator and um, creepily followed him to his audition room and found out that he was the Texas State acting head. Um, his name is Michael Costello and he is a mentor of, I can't, I, that man, <laughs> that man. But she followed him because she was like, that man is going to take care of the kids that he's in charge of and in an industry that is built to break people. Mm -hmm. um, she just knew she was like, the fact that he asked you were, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Are you okay? All of this stuff. So I was not going to audition at all for any straight acting pass because I thought it was horrible and I didn't know what I was doing. And blah, 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 blah. so I come out of my Boko dance audition and my mom's like, you've got an audition in 15 minutes, go change into your stuff. It's straight acting. Do you have your Shakespeare monologues ready? And I'm like, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> you only prepare Shakespeare in musical theater for like really, like really strange circumstances. You're normally not going to do it. Um, and I'm like, ah, okay. And I was auditioning for the Texas State Musical Theater Program. Like I knew all of that stuff, but walked in and I did my two contemporary monologues. And I'm pretty sure like the, the breakdown said to do your Shakespeare because Michael very nicely said, well, do you have a Shakespeare one that you can do for me? And I'm like, I think so. <laughs> sure. And so I did them. I walked out and, you know, got a call back, uh, went to the school, all of that good stuff. And it was 
gorgeous, beautiful. And I remember walking into the in-person auditions at Texas State. My resume didn't have a single straight play on it. It only had musicals. And my voice professor, my future voice professor, Melissa Grogan, pointed that out. She's like, so I, I'm just curious. How do you, you're coming, you know you're coming in for an acting program. This isn't the musical theater auditions. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, there's no straight plays on here. There's only musicals. Do you, do you love musical theater more? Like, what's that about? And I'm like, straight plays don't exist where I live. They just don't. And at that point, I'd kind of come to the conclusion of straight acting is what I'm really terrified about right now. Yeah, am I the best singer? No, but I feel confident singing. It's fine, whatever. Yeah, am I the best dancer? No, but I feel confident dancing. It's cool. You stick me in with a monologue, I freak out. And I wasn't a person to freak out. So I was like, I think I want to try this because it's what I'm weakest at and I'm really nervous about it. And so let's try this. Got into it. Yep, cool. One of two out-of-staters at the time. Um, and... Yeah, it was an amazing experience. Incredibly humbling. Changes you as a person so much. You're dealing with insecurities. Everyone's gorgeous. Everyone's talented. Mm -hmm. And trying when you didn't plan to go a straight acting path and then go into it. And then how do you do that? Mm -hmm. And all of the same the same pressures that I'm sure you experienced of like, what am I gonna do in my summer months? And what am I gonna do after college? And do I have this all lined up? And where am I gonna move? And blah, 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 all of that stuff. It's just, it was really crazy, but it was a really beautiful experience. That's awesome. Could you talk a little bit about the difference? Because I feel like people would just be like, oh, acting is, is acting. (laughs) Right? Whether it's straight theater, musical theater, and and stuff like that. And you've obviously delve very deep into that. And Mm -hmm. so could you talk a little bit about the differences between those? Yeah, I mean, you you can fill a four-year program with just acting. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, characterization, movement classes, realism, farces, comedic, dramatic, film, TV, stage, clowning work like it's just it's amazing the different things that you can do so musical theater um i find the material is written very differently than straight plays um for instance musical theater you're always asking yourself the question of why am i singing right now why am i driven to sing at this moment Mm -hmm. because it's something special it's something uh, kind of electric that has to happen for that to occur in real life. Um, And sometimes, depending on the musical, if you're doing like, you know, next to normal, it's not this way, or you're doing Spring Awakening or something, but okay, anything goes, it's a little pomp and circumstance. It's it's a little presentation. It's it's a little more, (laughs) right? And straight plays, I mean, you've got farces, which are all about comedy indoors and things, and then you have desperate, I mean, Tennessee Williams, like straight up, here are these really difficult human emotions that you're trying to tap into and move through and all of that. And so I always always like to say that theater in general is about words in storytelling. Um, The script is epically important and the thing that's going to get the story across is words. Film and television is all about pictures. 
you can watch a silent film and it still tells you a story and it'll still make you feel things because you're just looking at these beautiful pictures that are making you feel things. But um, those are two big differences. A lot of our musical, uh, the musical theater program at Texas State is literally top notch. Caitlin Hopkins um, and everything that she's created is just disgustingly beautiful. And the kids that she brings in are insane. <laughs> I lived with some of them for a couple of years and you just hear them sing in the shower and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> that just comes out of you <laughs> um and then they're dancing at like you know in the kitchen and you're just like yeah you did a full-on four pirouettes without even thinking all right fine it's fine everything's fine <laughs> um the, they she very smartly put them in a lot of our classes and a lot of the acting classes and a lot of the film workshops and things like that brought them in for all of those things because it's just as important to them to have that extra skill set. I think they just use it in a slightly different way, but I've seen a lot of musical theater actors do straight plays, a lot of straight play actors do musical theater. I very luckily was able to take dance classes with the musical theater majors. I was in a musical my freshman year and uh, took singing for the actor with Caitlin Hopkins, their head, so it's still had a part of it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they're just two very, uh, they're very similar tracks with, with very specific nuances. Mm -hmm. And because there's, I mean, what advice would you give if someone was really struggling with the acting in their singing? Mm. Because sometimes there's like random pauses that you have to wait or for instrumentation mm -hmm. or things like that. And how do you find a sense of realism mm -hmm. within that still? Mm. Yeah. We talked about this a lot with Peter Pan is um, you earn your pauses, meaning that pauses in theater, they don't have that undercurrent. They don't still they don't have the music doing the storytelling for them. Music continues to tell the story through singing. And ultimately, I, I I think like, you know, you and I are talking and this is what I think about. Um, I have thoughts going in my head through the whole time that we're talking that may not be coming out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And if I take a pause, I can still fill the space um, with active thoughts in life. And that's what they have to do with large pauses, musicality, all of that stuff. Um, and normally it's a hint when you have these long musical uh, bits, these pauses where you're not singing, that is such a gracious clue to you that something big is happening. Mm. Something big is happening in your brain that is getting you to that next moment. Something big is happening here. Um, so I just always encourage them to Listen to what that music is. What do you think the music's saying? Because music is always telling the story. Look at your before and your after of, in that piece of music. Where am I? Where did I start? Where am I going to? And ultimately, what am I trying to still achieve in that moment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was some, I can't remember who, what the quote was, but there's some quote about the rest being more important oh, than... Hundred percent. You know, the silence is more important. So hundred percent. I, I that's that's why film works, right? Because you can literally zoom in on Meryl Streep and and she's not saying a darn thing. And uh, but 
she could sit there for a minute and not move and you're just <laughs> looking at the micro movements of her face and what's going on in her head yes. and it's stunning right mm-hmm. right um let's segue a little bit into if you could go back if you could go back in time would you do things differently yeah i think you always would right yeah. I, I i don't know i think i always would um I had a beautiful journey that led me to where I am right now, and I'm very gracious for that journey, and that was the way that it was supposed to happen. But I'm smarter now, or I have different feelings, or you know, all of that stuff. I was a heavily jealous person mm-hmm. in uh, college, in, in high school, and just naturally in my younger years, I was really jealous. So being in this place of heavy competition, mm-hmm. where it was always one of my best friends who was my type, and we were always going out for the same things mm-hmm. and all of that. And that would cause really huge friction in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think learning how to navigate that better would have been a good idea, whether that is recognizing your own worth, also recognizing that you can't control everything. This business is a game of luck. No matter how hard you work on something, no matter how good you are, you step in that room and if you're too tall or you're too short or you have a different hair color or you have this or blah, 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 whatever, it can go on. Mm-hmm. Not getting that part. That's just how it is and it's not personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the other thing that you learn is it's not personal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have no idea what's going on politically behind the, ch- the table or whatever and so learning all of that stuff earlier would have been really nice um understanding that there is no one form of success mm-hmm. would be really lovely because uh, i think we all go in there and especially if you're going through a musical theater track you think broadway mm-hmm. you're going in for a straight acting track with film you think uh, la uh, and you think that your life is almost manufactured for you and you don't have the means of saying, oh, do I really want to live in a 600-foot apartment in, you know, Upper West Side in the middle of December for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. You know, that has implications. Can, can you never have a dog? That's something I never thought about, and me with three dogs now. Um, you know, you, you're never going to have a dog. Um, majority of, actually, I can't even think of one of my friends who live in L.A. right now don't live without roommates. Mm-hmm. And what, that's your daily life, you know? <laughs> right. You might get on a film set maybe once in a couple months in real life, or, you know, you might get on a film set once a week or whatever, but your daily life is really what fuels you and what allows you to continue on to those forms of success. Mm-hmm. So I think that would have been lovely. I think knowing that you don't have to please everyone, because in this business there is no right and wrong. Right. Uh, you're teaching a student, I'm teaching the student, and we could tell them absolutely two separate things and neither of us are wrong. It's just subjective. Right. Um, and when you have five professors who all have 
subjective ideas about what is good and what is bad and what they like and can't please everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. And oh my God, I loved what you said so much and this didn't even occur to me until I heard it about let go of the gen eds and all of that stuff. Because <laughs> I was just like you. I was like, okay, we got to get the A's and we got to do the this and blah, 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 whatever. And I'm thankful that that's relatively easy for me. But yeah, I spent so much time like going to these classes that I'm like, why am I doing this? I could be not stressing out and learning my lines and actually have time for like fun later mm-hmm. because it's just ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Um, so those are, those are a couple of the big things. And I think just everything that you think is going to happen and everything that you think is going to be, it might not. And that's just as okay mm-hmm. as if it were to happen. Uh, my journey has been exponentially different than I ever would have imagined. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you hit a certain age, you're just like, God, I just want to be happy most mm-hmm. of the time. It doesn't matter if like my name's up in light. Like I did that. Mm-hmm. Cool. I went to the, the premieres. I I achieved my dream at 20. Amazing. It is. It's beautiful. But I still have so many years <laughs> left to fill right. with that. And I don't want To me, happiness is not feeling inadequate because you're not doing the next thing and you're not doing the next thing and you're not doing the next thing. Happiness is figuring out, hey, I like this during the day. Right. And that's pretty cool. Right. And the different sacrifices, are you willing to give this up? Are you, do you want this? Do you want this? And everybody's Mm -hmm. different. And Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah. And in college, just being able to try out all of those things so you might have a sense of of that when you leave but also (laughs) you're gonna change and you're gonna move and it's I think just being open Mm -hmm. to everything yeah and part of the problem I feel like with the gen eds Mm -hmm. in college is like you have deadlines and there's you know you have a grade and you have quiz so it puts this pressure whereas you're like well I could practice more but is there a deadline is there a grade for that particular thing or you know Mm -hmm. and then it's it's very difficult to try to have the mindset of like oh okay priorities and this and and that because our whole lives in school we're grown up to respect those deadlines and prioritize Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. things and grades yeah this little letter that exists on a doesn't even exist on a piece of paper anymore exists online in in the world that literally no one's gonna look at i don't know i think that's a big thing for our industry that is, we're kind of lucky, no one's gonna look at your diploma. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna look at any of that. Um, yes, well, some like specific theaters appreciate you more if you have a master's or, okay, cool, yeah, sure. But that also just means you have more training mm-hmm. and that's what they really care about. Mm-hmm. It's not the fact that you like have this magical master's degree mm-hmm. paper thingy. So yeah, Janet's work. <laughs> Don't do them. (laughs) Students, they're stressing out so much about standardized testing. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's just so hard. I'm like, oh, man, like that did not even matter. I mean, in some pathways it does, Mm -hmm. I think. But especially if you're going into something arts related. I can tell you um, one of my very good friends 
I know what he got on his standardized testing, and it is not what was accepted at <laughs> Texas State. Guess what? He got in because he did a bomb audition. <laughs> and if they want you, they'll take you. Right, right. They'll figure it out. I want you to imagine what it would be like if you had so much focus, so much zen, so much peace, so much calmness, and so much excitement at the same time before performance. As in, like, you're not getting in your head, you're not freaking out, you're not becoming a basket case, or you're not a hot mess. So if you feel like sometimes that is you, imagine what it would feel like if that wasn't the case, if that wasn't a problem anymore. It would be pretty awesome, right? So what is the first step to that? Working with your mindset. So if this is something that's of interest to you, I recommend going to stopcaringwhatthethink.com. If you're a performer and you want to have more confidence, if you want to get out of your head, these are tips and tricks that I'm offering to you for free. It's a free resource that can help you have more confidence to manage that anxiety and just to feel like you can enjoy life again. You can enjoy performing. That's what it's all about, right? So stopcaringwhatthethink.com. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope that you enjoyed it and learned something. Don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. I post new videos every Wednesday and a new podcast every Friday.